This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat on a Tuesday. We're filling in for Nick and Ken. They will be back tomorrow right here on uh, You Better You Bet. Ryan and I, we're going to talk some football now after breaking down the uh, the news about Adrian Griffin getting fired from the Milwaukee Bucks as they look for a new head coach with a 30-13 and 13 record. Ryan, before we talk about Championship Sunday, let's break down what we saw in divisional weekend and we will start in the nfc with the lions and the bucks now this was a bad beat for us because we both like tampa plus six and a half all came down to that two-point conversion feeling good when it was 17 17 they had him right there baker was starting to get in a rhythm yeah that game was really good to us for props mike evans 147 yards easy baker went over his pass attempts went over his passing yards jameer gibbs had a nice game for detroit so we were almost we almost hit everything in the game. It was almost a really nice game. Bucks just couldn't get us that two point conversion. They lose thirty one to twenty three. By the way, I didn't know what this term was until earlier in the week. Did you guys know, like in fantasy football terms, what an octopus is? Oh yeah, when you score the touchdown and get the two point conversion. Had no idea what that was, and then somebody told me about it, and then sure enough, watching the Bucks game and Mike Evans almost had himself one, yeah. caught the touchdown that should have had the two point. Yeah, but it's funny that that's never happened before in the Super Bowl. You know, rarely see it in the playoffs, too, but you almost got one. Yeah, so that was a bad beat. And I was actually just shocked that Todd Bowles decided to go with the analytics and actually go for two. Mm-hmm. Um, and Same. Uh, so, I thought he was kicking. So no issues there for me. I love the decision. I wish, uh, obviously, we get the at least the flag, and then they're able to maybe run it in. So that was a painful beat. But my biggest bet of the weekend it was actually a prop. It was the Mike Evans prop that we talked about. Took Mike Evans to uh, have the most receiving yards divisional round weekend, and he had 11 targets, seven receptions, 142 yards, had the anytime touchdown, had the first touchdown of the game. Uh, so that looked pretty good. Uh, worked out pretty good, I should say. And then the Gibbs props, man. I know a lot of people rip, and I'm not a big fan of drafting running backs in the first round, but man, I mean, Jameer Gibbs, and you know this, being an Alabama fan, the one year that he spent, even before that, like I played Heisman Futures when he was at Georgia Tech before he even transferred. Um, this is why you take him 12th overall. He had a 31-yard touchdown run that really blows the game open. He had, what, 74 rushing yards on just nine carries and then had another 40 yards on four receptions. Uh, he's awesome. And then mm-hmm. you have the one-two punch with Montgomery. They're scary right now on the offensive side of the ball. As, as long as they're able to protect Goff, and Goff's really good off play action, so... I expect them to uh, up the usage this weekend against San Francisco. And we'll see, man. Um, It's going to be, I'm pretty excited about that one. I played a bunch of props already, a bunch of unders actually in that game for the Lions. Sam Laporta under four and a half receptions. I really Mm. like the linebackers uh, for the Niners, obviously Greenlaw and uh, Fred Warner. You saw what they were able to do in that game against Green Bay, especially Greenlaw. Uh, But man, the, 
biggest takeaway I had from the Lions was they made life living hell for Baker Mayfield, which we expected from Todd Bowles to blitz a ton. Aiden Hutchinson's been awesome this season. Uh, but, man, they got a bunch of pressure with their defensive backs, too. Brian Branch had a sack. They had two and a half sacks from their secondary in that game. And uh, that was, uh, unfortunately, how it all uh, ended with Baker Mayfield throwing that brutal interception. Yep. And uh, I actually played some Bucks money line. Mm. So that was, yeah. that, that was pretty painful, but the props ended up working out, luckily. The props were good. My biggest takeaway, too, man, I mean, we've seen it in two playoff games now, how quickly the Lions can strike, like... Against the Rams, right? First three possessions of the game, go down, score three touchdowns. This game against Tampa, they really didn't do much in the first half. I mean, they had 10 points, and then they come out. And that late third, early fourth quarter, I mean, it just came in waves. Both teams were trading punches. The offense really picked up. So, I mean, that's how quickly it can happen with Detroit. Again, Jared Goff had a really good game. 30 for 43, 287, two touchdowns, no interceptions. You mentioned it, Jameer Gibbs rushing, receiving was really good. And then the way it's been all year, there are one-two punches, Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Josh Reynolds, I took his under 40.5 receiving yards. Was happy he only had two catches for 27 yards. The Lions have so many different weapons, so many ways they can come at you. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting test for them this yeah, week against I mean, San Francisco. Really quick, good point that they have so many weapons because I said um, Mike Evans, first touchdown. Didn't have the first touchdown in the game. First touchdown came from Josh Reynolds. It was 18-1, to one, yep. and I used the free bet on Josh Reynolds. Uh, I sent that to Nick and Trista. I was like, look at this bad boy. Wow. But unfortunately, it was a $5 free bet only. Wish I would have bet a little bit bigger on that one. And then I also wish I had a Craig Reynolds anytime touchdown. Mm. I mean, I saw that the most bet prop, not that it matters, was David Montgomery to score an anytime touchdown, and it's Craig Reynolds who gets that fourth and one carry. Brutal, man. Because I considered it, and I was like, I don't think we're going to see Craig Reynolds in this game with Gibbs and with Montgomery, and he ends up scoring that anytime touchdown. But nice win, obviously, for the Lions. Uh, 31-23, they cover the number, unfortunately. Game goes over, luckily, and uh, all the props for me hit. I can't wait for this San Francisco game, man. I like the Niners. Um, bet the Niners on the look ahead at six and a half. If we got to seven and a half, I don't think we're going to get to seven and a half. I think that'll get gobbled up. I uh, bet MGM tonight last night. We talked with Patrick Everson from Vegas Insider. He said probably no shot we get to seven and a half or even yeah. back to seven uh, because of what's going on right now in Detroit, man. Everybody wants to bet the Lions. And what a year for them. Obviously, they just got the uh, Wolverines. And uh, who knows? Maybe look at the hold on to Jim Harbaugh. I think we're going to figure that out here in a couple hours. Yeah, I'm hoping we get some breaking news. Yeah, we've had good on. luck on this show. We have had it with uh, with some coaches. Already had it today. That certainly is going to be an interesting game, though, with the total at 51. What about for the Bucks? I mean, has Baker Mayfield done enough where you think they run it back with him next season? Do they entertain drafting a quarterback this year in the draft? Yeah, I mean, I think that you definitely probably have to bring him back, right? I mean, you I were a so. game away from the NFC Championship. You were two games away from the Super Bowl. So it was a one-year deal for Baker for, what, like $4 million? I think he's earned another year. Uh, but I would probably look to draft somebody. I would like Bo Nix in Tampa. Hmm. Bo Nix, if he got to sit for a couple years. And I know that quarterbacks don't sit for a couple years anymore. But, I mean, it works out for some guys. Look at Jordan Love. Um, Bo Nix, I would like. I don't think they're going to have a shot at, like, a Jaden Daniels. I mean, I saw some mocks today where Jaden Daniels goes number two. They're talking about that in D.C., Maybe Jaden Daniels being the second pick for the Commanders. I think that would be crazy. I think you have to, and I like Jaden Daniels. I think he could be Lamar, maybe a more accurate Lamar. And if he puts on some weight, some muscle, and learns the slide, get out of bounds, um, I think he could be really, really damn good. But you got to go Caleb. You got to go Drake May, I think, is the top two quarterbacks. I agree. Bo Nix isn't a bad call to Tampa. Maybe they go with somebody, you know, later in the round, like a Michael Pratt or somebody like that. But uh, 
I think, you know. J.J. McCarthy? Yeah, no J.J. McCarthy. I think the worst thing that could have happened for Tampa Bay making this run is not necessarily bringing Baker back, but I think now they got to hold on to Todd Bowles, right? Because, like you said, with Baker, you were one win away from the NFC title game. I think Bowles is a good defensive coordinator. I don't think he's a good head coach. And, again, with this head coaching cycle, like I think Vrabel would be a good coach in Tampa, man. Yeah. That defense with all those veteran players that they had, I think they would rally around him. And Baker is like a fiery competitor that I really think would feed off of Vrabel and we'd be good for him. Those veterans that they have on offense with Evans and Godwin. And, uh, you know, Rashad White's a nice young running back, too. They got some guys on the O-line. Tampa's got some veteran pieces. I think that would mesh really well with Vrabel. I think he'd be a good coach there. So, you know, obviously you get rid of Brady or Brady retires in the offseason. You come into this season. You think it's just going to be a bridge year. You think you're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL yeah. building towards the future. And next thing you know, you win the division, get to the playoffs, win a playoff game, and maybe you found something with Baker. I got to be honest. I think if they were smart, they would look at the Giants from last year. And, I mean, you know, the Giants win a playoff game, but it, it came against Minnesota, whose pass defense was absolutely brutal. Yeah. So they had to bring back Daniel Jones. And it wasn't a bad deal, right? Like, they can move off that deal when they mm-hmm. want. Um, and obviously you were going to bring Dable and Kafka back because they're awesome. But you bring back Daniel Jones, you bring back Saquon, and then you miss out on the playoffs. Or they could even look at Seattle, like the year that Geno had. Not even the year that Geno had. The first eight weeks of the season that Geno had last year. Yeah. And they bring him back when you thought he was going to be the bridge exactly. quarterback. And you thought maybe they're going to take a quarterback early in the first round. And they go defense. They go with Devin Witherspoon, who mm-hmm. I really like that pick, but they missed out on the playoffs. So I think if you're Tampa, you should just almost like blow that thing up. I agree. But the argument is you're in the NFC. And you look at that division. I mean, who knows? Atlanta, if they hire Bill Belichick, um, maybe maybe they're really good next year. But I don't really like anybody in the NFC South. I think that uh, the Saints should just rip the Band-Aid off. They've been in cap hell for the last couple of years. And they're not going to win anything with Del- uh, Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. I promise you that. It's a great call, though, on fading Tampa for next season. Their oh, team yeah. total, un- their uh, like wins under is going to be one of my favorite uh, bets in the offseason, is fading the Bucks next year. So they play the AFC West next year. They're going to be at the Chiefs, at the Chargers. They're going to get the Broncos at home, the Raiders at home. Then, oh, by the way, they got the first-place schedule now because they won the division. So they got to play home against San Francisco, home against Baltimore. They got to play home against Dallas. I mean, it's just going to be brutal. Then they also play the uh, NFC East. So they're going to have to play Philadelphia, Washington, and the Giants. It's going to be a tough schedule. Yeah, that's going to be a really tough schedule. Like you said, first-place schedule. And even this year, I mean, they won nine games. Mm -hmm. I mean, they won nine regular season games. They needed the last couple weeks just to sneak into the playoffs. In a brutal division, you bring back Baker Mayfield. You bring back Todd Bowles. And and a lot of those guys on the defensive side of the ball that I like that were on the Super Bowl team, you know, are going to be another year older. I I still love Vita Vea. I think they should move on from some of those guys, though, man. Like, I would love to see Mike Evans go elsewhere. I'd like to see, I mean, I wouldn't like to see it because they're probably going to win the Super Bowl every year regardless or at least be in the AFC championship game. But, like, imagine Mike Evans with Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say with Josh Allen, but that's the, that's the issue for the Bills, who if the Bills are smart, and I know we're going to get to them in a second, they would just make the change right now. You have to fire Sean McDermott. I agree. Because, like, Josh Allen's not going anywhere, but the rest of that team, not going to be around the next couple of years. I'd move on right now from Stephon Diggs. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Diggs is gone. He's done with Buffalo, and they should be done with him, especially after those drops. Gabe Davis never emerged as that number two guy. I like Dalton Kincaid, but then on the defensive side of the ball, man, They're so many good. injuries the I last know. couple of years, year, though. Be good. Like Matt Milano, you lose early on in the year. The Von Miller 
signing. I know he had eight and a half sacks before he got hurt last year in the first eight games of the season, but he didn't do anything this year. He looks absolutely washed. I would just fire McDermott, especially this year, man, because you could go out there and Harbaugh's not uh, with the Chargers yet. He's not back at Michigan yet, so you still have a shot at him. I'd bring in Bill Belichick, one of those coaches that tells the team, the organization, that they're ready to win right now. That's what I would do if I was the Bills, but sorry. I like it. No, you're right. I like it. That Tampa, I'm definitely taking Tampa's under their win total next season. Absolutely love that. All right, your Packers put up heck of a fight against the 49ers. Should have won that game. They lose 24-21. to This was the game I was the most wrong on. The 49ers only winning by three. The under hit. Niners team total under hit, even though Dre Greenlaw did everything he possibly could at the end to try and get us that over in the yeah. cover. Yeah, what was he thinking? <laughs> what was he thinking? Uh, your takeaway from the Packers, like, I'm not into really, like, moral victories or, like, you know, having a young team and, like, that was a great effort and, like, we'll be back, especially a game like that where you should have won and you should be playing this weekend. But for having the youngest team in the NFL, for moving off of Aaron Rodgers, like, there are a lot of positives this season. Like, you know that Jordan loves QB1. You know you have your quarterback. You know Matt LaFleur can coach. And, you know, Green Bay went toe-to-toe with the best two teams in the NFC. Toe-to-toe, they smashed Dallas, and then they should have beaten San Francisco. So, I think if you're a Green Bay fan, Ryan, after this game, it sucks. It hurts. You know, a missed opportunity. But uh, they're they're heading in the right direction. You know, it's funny. I was watching this game with my wife and with my 10-year-old son. And um, usually, I have Packers futures. And I'm cheering pretty hard for the team. And I was just a nervous wreck the entire game. I mean, one, we bet the Niners. I bet the Niners. Uh, I had the Niners team total in the first half over. I had some Debo props. I was all about the Kittle receiving yards, oh, which yeah. came home over That's 52 and a half receiving Great call. yards. Green Death Bay taxes, Green, Green Bay. Yeah, they, they, can't, they can't defend the middle of the field. They can't defend tight ends. And Debo was about to have a monster game too. If he doesn't, I mean, first I thought he was concussed and then he has the shoulder injury. Um, but man, I mean, I was freaking out because I have the Niners futures. I thought that they were going to blow that game, that they were going to lose that game. Cause that was my concern all season long. Brock Purdy going back to looking like the Brock Purdy that I lost a ton of money on betting when he was at Iowa state with Brees Hall and Matt Campbell, he went back to being a pumpkin. And there's a couple ways that that happens. If Trent Williams gets hurt, the rest of that offensive line, the interior of that offensive line, isn't very good. If Christian McCaffrey goes down, um, you know, that's obviously a huge blow losing that run game, losing your, the, maybe the best, definitely the best running back in the league. And then if Debo goes down, that's when Brock Purdy really looks like a pumpkin man. Yeah. And I mean, against Joe Barry's defense, the same defense that Tommy DeVito absolutely cooked one NFC player of the week, Baker Mayfield at Lambeau field on the road, had a perfect QB rating against that defense. And I know they've, they've looked a little bit better the last couple of weeks, even Dallas hung 30 plus and Jake Ferguson had three touchdowns in that game. So um, that was concerning, man. Uh, Really concerning. Also though, there was some rust for San Francisco, but for green Bay, like I feel all right, but at the same time, so Jordan love, I still consider a project and people could crush me and kill me for that. He was pretty solid. uh, The final, obviously eight weeks of the season, he only had one turnover, but then he had two picks in this playoff game. Like, the final eight weeks of the season, I just thought Matt LaFleur was in his bag. I still think he's one of the better play callers in the league. I don't know if he's a great head coach, but I know he's a really good play caller. Look at the guys that he was scheming open. You go back to the Cowboys game, the Luke Musgrave touchdown. Even in the first half against San Francisco, guys, Bo Melton is just wide open running down the field. Who the hell is Bo Melton? He was on the practice squad the first 10 weeks of the season. So I think that said a lot more about LaFleur. And they got the run game going with Aaron Jones. But, man, when Love was under pressure... 
I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Josh Allen. Like he's got he's got an arm, he's got a cannon for an arm, but he doesn't take anything underneath. He doesn't go through all this progression sometimes. So that's that's what scares me a little bit about their future. But I feel a lot better than I did what week seven, week eight. I mean, they started three and six, so uh, feel a little bit better than I did week ten. But I still think, man, I don't know Chicago if they end up getting Caleb Williams with all that money they have to spend. I think that's a team that you fear in the NFC. We'll talk some more about that and react to some breaking news in the NFL next. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.